Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, December 5, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? I have a whole laundry list of items on my list, so put your seatbelt on, stay tuned, Not only are we going to take a look at the daily chart of the SPY, the weekly chart, we're going to look at some cycles, we're going to look at market symmetry, we're going to look around the horn at other markets, we're going to take a look at a few stocks, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff because it's very important, not only where the market is now, what the likely schematic is into December and beyond. Stay tuned, there's a method to the madness. Remember, let's start with this. We're in a bounce, in a downtrend. This is a bear market rally. Regardless of what anybody else wants to think or call it, if you're here trying to learn from these videos, from these strategies that I teach, then you have to be on board with it's a bounce in a downtrend. Fair enough. Now, what do we have on the daily chart? Well, let's look at exactly what's been going on what is going on, where the important stuff is, and more importantly, why. So far, we've got a high at 410. We talked about 409. The market is pulling back from 409. So we don't really know yet because not enough time has elapsed whether this is a bona fide rejection or a pullback. Okay, fair enough. So let's take it a step farther. How do we know more information? What's going to tell us whether we have a failure on our hands, more downside coming in a rapid fashion or more rapid fashion, or just a pullback with another leg higher coming. How do we know which one or the other is the likely scenario? Well, here's the good news. We're getting close to a number that's going to tell us just that information. What is that number? Well, we're going to call it an area. We have, and we're going to call this Jerry's Candle. What's Jerry's candle? It's the candle here from the 30th, which is a big-time breakup candle. That was on the Jerome Powell speech or press conference or whatever it was when he gave what's called in the trading parlance a goose operation to the market. So hence, we're calling it Jerry's candle. If you don't like Jerry's candle, you can call it the Powell push. Now, they're retracing Jerry's candle. So here's what we know. If they get below and close daily below the low of Jerry's candle, 393.48, that's going to open up the door for other stuff. Hold your horses. We'll talk about the other stuff in a moment. What we also know is that not only do they come in the vicinity of the low, sometimes they spike it. Other times they come up short. They come close in the lower portion of the candle. And then they are in a position where a lot of times they will begin to bounce back up. And then that would tell us that this is a pullback in a downtrend. So here's what we have. We have the market goes up, it pulls back. Market goes up, it pulls back. Goes up, pulls back. Does this all the time. Now it's going up, we're in a pullback. Only if we get below here do we start looking for more downside activity. Well, what would be the next place of that downside activity? Well, 
It's the same breakout area that we discussed before. They've already tested it, so it's not the same as it was before. They tested it right here when the market pulled back and bounced off of it, have yet to revisit it. So therefore, we're going to call it 390, but if they start getting below 390, closing daily below 390, that's going to tell us it's game on for another leg lower. So we have two lines in the sand. One is in the vicinity of the low, 39350, 394, even up to 395, which is a semi-fat round number. So anywhere between 393 and 395 is the first area. Start closing below the low of that Jerry's candle place, and the door opens for 390, and so on. Now we've got other stuff. Let's flip our attention over to the cycle conversation. We talked recently about the fact that the next set of cycles culminating, if you will, are really the middle part of December. So let's say the market pulls back into the middle part of December. Regardless of what the price is at the time, we don't really care now. We just want to know, are they pulling back when we get into that 13th, 14th, 15th area of December, halfway through the month. If they have been pulling back into that time frame, we're going to be looking for some kind of a potential turn. Now, you don't arbitrarily say, hey, let me buy the market on the 14th. That's not the way it works. You take a look at time. Where are we? What have we been doing? Now, where is price? Is price near or at an important area? Now, you begin to build a full stack situation. See how this works? This is the theory, strategies, and detail analysis that's found in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. This is just one component of how we put the whole thing together. So net-net, for now, going into Tuesday, which incidentally is, and we all know this, Turnaround Tuesday. So let's say on Turnaround Tuesday, just for argument's sake, we're just throwing things around here, but you might want to get out your sticky notes. Here's a possible schematic. I'll be watching for this as a just-in-caser for Inside the Number members on Tuesday morning. Let's say the market opens down. Let's say they have a gap lower opening on Tuesday, and they come into the vicinity that we just discussed in the lower portion slash lower area of Jerry's Candle. Well, guess what? We're going to be looking for, at minimum, of an intraday turn slash bounce slash scalp trade with potential. Remember, all charts act and react the same way. Case in point. We flip over to a five-minute chart, and remember, there's a method to the madness. I want to focus your attention on this candle here that is, by definition, a breakup candle. Doesn't matter whether we're on an hourly chart or a daily chart or a weekly chart. Here's a five-minute chart. Now, what happened after that candle was put in? Well, the market came down to run a test of the breakup candle, and it bounced. Sometimes they spike them through. Sometimes they come up short. This one came up a few pennies short, and it bounced up. So you see how this works, and this is exactly what's taught in the course with proof taking the names off the chart, that all charts act and react the same way. Apples, how do you like 
Dem apples. Something else of note, you might want to put this on a separate sticky note, but yet important to be on a sticky note. This is the time frame, I believe it's next week, where we're going to roll the futures contract in the S&P E-mini futures, for example, and the NASDAQ and so on, to the March expiration. Remember, weird stuff happens around the contract roll. I say weird stuff happens around options expiration because that is a truism, but also when we discuss this each and every time it happens, weird stuff happens around the contract roll. So don't be surprised to see some whipsaw type behavior around the contract roll. The market might seem like it's doing one thing, all of a sudden you wake up the next day and it's doing the opposite thing. That's the type of stuff that happens around contract rolls, including large swings in both directions. Something else that's important to note, it's also on a sticky note, not the same one as the contract roll note, but a different sticky yet altogether, which is today the market, while it came down and prices the absolute, it still came down on lighter volume than you would expect. Think about this for a moment. So the market goes up on pretty decent volume. That's Jerry's candle over here. And then the market puts in a top. It comes down and back up on Friday, comes down today, all on lighter volume. So while we can say there was institutional participation on the 30th, what kind of nonsense sell-off was this on lighter volume today? Lighter volume pullbacks are indicative of pullbacks that are just pullbacks, not necessarily the beginning of a new leg lower. It could obviously morph into something more tomorrow, but what we have is the information from today. We don't anticipate, we just analyze the data that we have. All right, now we're gonna talk about something a little more specific, but also what's deemed as esoteric. Here we've got a weekly chart. So I wanna look at the weekly chart in a different perspective than you're used to. We're again talking about cycles, but here's where it becomes an art form, a guidance type of scenario, rather than a specific, here's what's going to happen on a specific date at a specific time. That's not that easy. Nothing here is an exact or absolute, but I just want to give you a concept for a moment. So first, we're looking at the pivot high that was in January, and until one of the two lows that was made here, and we'll use the second low that had a decent bounce higher, that came right about that two-month period, 60 days, if you will. Write that down for a moment. Now, let's focus on another one. We have the pivot high we just discussed, and also at that two-month period, even though it was a meager bounce and a new low, they still made a turn at around that two-month period. Pretty interesting so far. Again, remember, this isn't an exact science. It's more of an art form. It's not every turn. I'm just looking at the chart and I'm picking out the majority of how the moves occurred. About the next one, we have a low and then we have a more important pivot high and that was at about the 10 week period or about two and a half months. Okay, fair enough. Now we do it again and we go from the pivot high to the most recent pivot low, which is the annual low in 2022 thus far, and that happened in nine weeks, just over two months. So you can begin to see a pattern emerging. 
and then you know where this one's going, the recent low to the recent high, and you have what? Yeah, right around that two-month period of time one more time. Does that mean by itself the market's coming right back down right now? And the answer is no, it doesn't. This is a weekly chart. The market certainly goes back and forth in the meantime, but we have to be aware that we are now in the time frame where the market can be based on its recent cyclical past, if you will, making another turn down, which we were expecting anyway. Why? Because this is a bounce and a downtrend. Now, we were talking about the market potentially getting up to some other areas, but that's if they were to keep going, and they haven't just yet. Now, they can. This is a down day. Doesn't mean the week is going to finish down. We don't know yet. We're looking at the big picture the intraday and the day-to-day -day stuff when you're looking at the big picture is just what's called in the trading parlance as noise. There's also another name for this. Some of you might like it. Some of you may be aware of it. And some of you may not give a hoot about it. But it's also called the law of alternation. Doesn't matter what the name of it is. What matters is the market has been doing this thing. And if it continues doing that thing, we can expect the market to go down for several weeks. Even if it hasn't started yet and it has another high, this next leg down will be coming, whether it's from last week or from some other place and time. It's a bounce and a downtrend, net-net. Let's check out inside the numbers, see what we got going on in there today. Was anybody able to take advantage of the numbers and the information? Happy Monday, Zero Dark 30. We've got some red on the screen in the name of a pullback operation. We start with the big picture. We have the big time breakup candle courtesy of Jerry Powell's speech last Thursday. That's the breakup candle we just discussed, the low we just discussed. Friday, they pulled back but turned on the floater machine to rally close to the finish line by the closing bell. Where did they pull back to? The most recent breakout area and again, all charts act and react the same way. So from an intraday perspective, that's exactly what they did, and it held. So early on this morning, they were in the midst of a retracement of Friday's move from low to high. We'll see how this works. So early on, we've got some numbers on the board. If they're going to run some tests of important spots, first would be the semi-fat round number of 405, Below that, and they go to 403.65 to 402.85, which is a zone of support. Below that, and they move down to 402, and real-time information, we have lower numbers, as you'll see later in the notes. Remember, read the notes, go back to the charts to double-check the work. So 9 o'clock, where are they now, and where is the trade? They're into that lower zone discussed around zero dark 30. 403.65 down to 402.85, it's important. They start getting below, then the door opens for lower stuff like 402, give or take. Just so we can get our faculties in pictures, we think better that way. Right of the vertical is today's activity, and you see a spike of this zone, and that was on the 10 o'clock economic data machine. They quickly dropped them, they bounced back, they gave the trade. Jordan managed it in the room nicely. But as you can see, 403.65 was in fact 
bona fide resistance, once they break below an important number that was support, it becomes resistance when they run a test from underneath and they can't get back above, or as it's known as I call it, recapturing it, it's resistance and we can expect lower prices rather than higher prices. The idea was they would have a reaction in that zone back in the other direction. But pay attention to this one, because if they were going to spike up first, then it's not really the same trade, and we'll go back to the chart in a moment, but I want to show you where the resistance was. 405 is an important spot, and it should normally be tested at some point. 40475, which is just below it, but it's there for a different reason, and it's also important. 40475. Now there's your resistance zone cited in the notes. 404.75, and then right above it is 405, which they did not get to. They came up seven cents short and then sold away. 404.75, in fact, was the important number on the upside today. It pays to know your numbers. Think about it for a moment if you're an intraday trader and you're not an inside the number member. Did you know about that number today? And if not, why not? This is all before the opening bell. So here was the thing at 922. Here's the concept. They run a test of the lower stuff, find the buy the dip crowd for a bounce back in the other direction to run up and spike 405. That was the concept if they dropped them at the open. That will be our short-term bull pivot at 405. If they run up to 405 and fail first, it's not the same trade. So essentially, they ran up, they missed 405 by 7 cents, but that's close enough to say, hey, it's not the same trade anymore. Not to say they won't give you a scalp trade in that zone, and they did, but it's not the same scenario that we were looking for for that morning pivot-related trade. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. It's all in here. They get down into the zone, it's still a bounce-back situation. And then you'll also see, again, pause the video and read them. You're going to see another trade later in the day. An opportunity presents itself. Two o'clock, 399 to 398 is a zone they should bounce back up from. Limited time on the clock, which makes it higher risk. It's trader's choice. Back to the five-minute chart, 399. And then they never got to 398. They came up short, 398.17. But you can see here, first they bounced at 399. Then they bounced in front of 398, but that was a zone of support, and that certainly was supportive at the end of the day. Know thy numbers. And also, read all the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. You see here at 211, they should try and recapture 400. They did try. They got to 399.95. In the spirit of there are no accidents nor coincidences, they came close, and they didn't get there. That was by choice. And then, of course, we can take a look at stocks on the move. We only had two on the board this morning. It was rather quiet early in the morning from a stocks on the move perspective, VFC and Tesla. VFC really didn't do the thing in the manner in which they came close in the morning, bounced away. They did it later in the day. That's a no trade. Nobody's taken that trade after they creeped into it. We want the morning trade. We want when the Morning rush is available, liquidity in the market, participation in the market, not the creeping stuff. Tesla bounced away at the first number, came into the second, bounced away. Look at, they came up short. 
the low was 183.80 against 183.77. Then they did it later, bounced up. They actually gave it to you, but it's too late. If they don't give it to you here, you don't want it here, but you could see how the numbers worked anyway. Once they got under it, where was the resistance? Well, the same number. So then you know that's a confirmation that the number is important. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, remember, they were the lagging indicator. They were the lagging market. They were not making a new high above the recent high, and that was putting them in a different position than the SPY. We talked about it last week, and here we are. Not that it's all-out bearish just yet, because you have this channel that you can continue to trade in back and forth. That's certainly a possibility, but what you also have is the Jerry Candle from the 30th. The low is 180.80. You give up that low, and it opens the door for another leg lower. Same conversation that we had in the S&P. What about the Q people? Again, it's kind of a tweener. They did poke their head up to a new high after Jerry's candle, and they're having more of a shallow pullback, if you will, which is a bullish signal, but it's still lagging the S&P in terms of where are they on the charts. It's all the same market. It's all the same Jerry's candle. Give up Jerry's candle, and they're all going down. Not to skip over the folks down at the transportation department. They got, and this is a trading term, they got walloped. This is a change in the tape. In one fell swoop, they get below two moving averages, the 20 and the 200. This is a change in the makeup of the current tape, which was bullish above all the moving averages. Not so much anymore. Different tape right now. The door is open for 13,800 down to 13,750. Canary in the coal mine in both directions. They were down three and a quarter percent today against the S&P that was down one and three quarter percent. You have to take that and put it on a sticky note. Now, the other thing that got walloped today was the financial sector. So the XLF, we also talked about nothing wrong with this market until there is. All of a sudden, we have a change in character type of situation going on. So they found support around 35 The line in the sand is 34.75, get below 34.75, and there's trouble in paradise for the financial people. What about Smash Mouth? And similar to the Qs, it's more of a shallow pullback thus far. They're still inside of, which is bullish, Jerry's candle. It's a big breakup candle, and same routine. If they give up Jerry's candle, give up the low on daily close, a new leg lower will begin. It's all in the spirit of, it's all the same market. But the Qs and the SMH weren't acting that bad. Not as bad as some other stuff. Doesn't mean it will or won't tomorrow. We're just noticing things. We take inventory of what's going on and we piece it together day in and day out, one candlestick at a time, one day at a time. Let's take a look at some market leading stuff just for the heck of it. What do we see when we take a look at Apple? Well, obviously, we've got a series of lower highs. That's not a good situation. The more times they make lower highs, the more trouble the stock is in. It's confirming the downtrend. You can see here, they did not make a new high, hence the lower high. And there's a couple of things going on the weekly chart. If they can't get above the 100, which is also in conjunction with or right below the 20 and the 50, but if they can't get above 
even the lower moving average, well, then they're going to work their way down to the weekly chart breakup candle low, 134.60, give or take. And if they give that up, it's a new leg lower. So right here, we have downward pressure, downtrend in one of the biggest stocks on the planet. And here's how I look at this. Money is not rushing into the most widest held stock in the market. It's actually coming out of what's that telling us. You can make your own conclusion, but this is what I see on the chart. How about Amazon, another Mac Daddy stock? Downtrend, lower highs, below all the moving averages. Weekly chart, again, you can see it here. They're at the lows. Money is not running into Amazon, yet it's coming out of Amazon. Whether they're one of the biggest tech stocks or biggest retailers or both, it doesn't matter. This is telling you that money is not betting on the upside at present. Microsoft Weekly, high, lower high, lower high. We don't know if this is a high yet, but so far it's a lower high or potentially a lower high. And all these are are bounces in a downtrend. They keep trending lower, bounces in a downtrend. Google looks more similar to the S&P. They missed the gap. That's interesting. They have unfinished business to fill the gap. They have Jerry's candle. They're having a shallow pullback situation. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them pop up another time. Keep in mind, weekly chart, bounce in a downtrend. High, lower high, lower high. Here's a lower high. We don't know what's going on here yet. But even if they pop up, you're still going to have a lower high unless they can get above 120 and change. I want to spend a couple of minutes on the VIX because the VIX gets a lot of discussion. I get a lot of emails on the VIX. People want to know about the VIX. A lot of people like to trade the VIX. But what you also have to know is the VIX over the last couple of years or so has changed its character a bit. In the past, when we get into these bear market phases, the VIX tends to have tremendous spikes higher when the market goes down. But the market has a tendency, at least of late, of going down on lighter volume, which holds the VIX back and it's not acting the same as it was before. Now, there's probably 350 reasons till Sunday. I don't really care what they are. However, and here's the weekly chart, if the VIX can get back above this particular weekly chart breakdown candle high, 2263, which puts them above the convergence of the 200 period and 100 period moving averages, then they could have a more prolonged bounce and do a retracement up to 25, maybe even 28 or more. If they're doing that, the market is likely selling off, but I haven't been enamored with the VIX of late Jordan talks about it in the room. We've talked about it to the room before, and he's got a better handle on the VIX from a watching it every day type of situation. And he also agrees that it's just not the same kind of instrument that it once was. Therefore, I'm paying less attention to it. Try to go where the money is. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.